Ladies, gentlemen, geeks of all ages, you are now entering BJ Shea's Geek Nation. Welcome. Yes, welcome to BJ Shea's Geek Nation. I am the Reverend in Fuego. Across from me is Vicky Barcelona. Hello. The show's namesake, BJ Shea, is on assignment. Playing those board games or um, doing whatever other old people do. I don't know. Probably having fun. Uh, and also running the boards is Joey D's. Hey, hi. On today's show, Joey, stick around and listen because I've got a good friend on and we're talking about Wizard Poker, of course, Magic the Gathering, a massive tournament coming out here in October, and of course, all sorts of fun things revolving around Magic the Gathering, and of course, the Geek Sheet with Vicky B. Vicky, how can people get a hold of us? Get a hold of us via our webpage, bjgeeknation.com. It's going to have our blogs, podcasts, and more. More? 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 Well, if you want, you know, more, more. just search BJ Shea's Geek Nation on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Radio.com, excuse me, not Radio.com, Odyssey app, yeah. which used to be Radio.com, mm-hmm. and iTunes as well. Yes. Odyssey with an A. Yes. A-U-D-A-C-Y. It's all the fun stuff that uh, your ears want to listen to. There's a lot of things on that app. Uh, also, us. So, I mean... That's kind of why I want to direct you towards that app. But if you want to listen to music, there's custom stations. There's live shows. You can do like really fun things with like uh, rewinding a live podcast or live recordings as they're going on. A lot of fun things with that. So check that out as well. Um, but for right now, you need to listen to us. Well, listen to me as I talk to a good friend, Dylan, as we get into Magic the Gathering. With me today is Dylan Jupp, which we've had on uh, previously actually talking about Magic the Gathering and other games and mostly Magic the Gathering. Dylan, he runs Geek Fortress up in the north of the uh, Pacific Northwest, up in Snohomish. And also you do run Puget Sound Battleground, which uh, has been a big, big, major Magic the Gathering tournament in this area uh, for the last couple of years. But of course, last year, well, kind of put a damper on all of those sort of things. But it is for uh, 2021, isn't it? Yes, it is. Actually, it's really, really exciting. Uh, you should you could not believe the hype that's around us right now. I have people just reaching out to me from all over the place, actual magic artists, too, like uh, oh. reaching out to me because they want to come and be a part of something finally. I know. That's the thing. I think everybody has been so um, deprived of being able to actually go and hang out and enjoy one of the hobbies that they really love to do, which, yes, you can play magic online, but a lot of people really do love having that almost convention-like experience when going to a live event, and that is really what uh, Puget Sound Battleground is about, and this is happening August, oh no, sorry, October 2nd and October 3rd at the Angel of the Winds Arena, two days of uh, slinging some wizard poker and having some fun with that. It's got to be glad for you just to be able to be back and be able to run something like this. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, let's, let's be honest. It, it's called Magic the Gathering, not not Magic the Online Game, you know? I mean, it's, <laughs> there, 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 there's, there's something to be said about actually just being able to hang out with people that you know, not necessarily like friends, right? You know, more acquaintances, people that you see, and you're like, oh my gosh, I've played against you last week. Or, oh, hey, you know, you have that really cool you know, really good spell or move or whatever you did. You drew that really good card against me the other day, you know, and you're not like friends. But you're like, ah, people, we interacted. How fun. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's 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 the compatriots, the ones that uh, it's the shared hobby experience that you got to have a lot of fun with when it comes down to it. And I mean, it's even that I 
having having not gone to magic tournaments obviously in like a year and a half at least at this point for me it's one of those things where you don't realize the people that you only see as something like this or even like any other convention where it's kind of refreshing to be able to see a familiar face uh, as you're slinging cards yeah yeah and like so we, we've just been able to start running events again you know wizards announced um, just just under a month ago that, that they could start running tournaments again and uh, so that was a big deal you know including Friday Night Magic so now like all stores are able to run you know your Friday Night Magic again for, for booster drafts and, and other tournaments and stuff like that and yeah I'm seeing people come in who I haven't seen in forever and they're just like ah we can play again you know how exciting how good you know so it's, <laughs> it's really exciting and then the battleground is just the, the big thing like I've been waiting to do this for so long like just or, you know, like, because I wasn't sure if we were ever going to be able to do it again. Like, who knew, you know, what was going to happen a year ago? So Exactly. Uh, yeah, so it's just really exciting that, like, you know, once once we were allowing everything to reopen back up and make sure everything was okay and, 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 and the artists, you know, because they're going to be interacting with people more than anyone, really, uh, making sure it's safe for everybody, uh, you know, with, without any exceptions and, and, you know, 100% open up, especially, like, in our state and all the other things that need to be happening to make this happen has happened. And so it's like, okay, the chips have lined up, you know, we are let's go for it. So I know it's like super exciting you were mentioning the artists and that's one of the coolest things to be able to do is see some of your favorite artists whom uh, have made magic uh, cards over of uh, many 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 years. I mean, magic's been going on for for quite a long time now and seeing some of the artists who have been around for a while or maybe have uh, maybe aren't even really doing magic uh, anymore but doing other things. Um it seems to be a, a lot of fun just to be able to go there, get your uh, cards signed, get some custom tokens or even just being able to get some of those artist proofs as well yeah yeah or and they also sell like artwork too like you can get like i have a bunch of artwork from various artists in my store and you know you can get some stuff like um you know some of the the artists that we have you know there's there's a lot of returning artists uh brian snooty is an artist that's been actually to every one of them he's local here wow. and the guy's super super nice um he just did recently actually he just um uh, spoiled it. He did the new artwork for the new D and D set coming up for Evolving Wilds, which is a pretty, you know, a, a pretty iconic common now at this point. It's almost in every set, but he did a really cool new artwork for that. So, you know, he, we're talking about the guy who did Volcanic Island. Oh, gosh, uh, you know, yeah, right. 20, 28 years ago, and now just did another another piece. So there's a lot of new new artwork, and then we have like some new artists coming up too who've never been before, who again reached out to me wanting to be a part of it. And I was just like, I mean, you know, the kid in me is just flattered as all hell. I'm like, oh, my God, the <laughs> magic artists are reaching out to me to be at my event. Like, yes, please. So, you know, we, we also have uh, Margaret uh, Oregon Keen. She's going to be showing up as well. And then Alana Danner um, is, is an incredibly, I mean, you can look them up on what they've done. But Margaret did like Lion's Eye Diamond and a whole oh, bunch yeah. of other old school stuff. And Alana has done... Um, a ton of other really good stuff too. She's got some, and she's got a, honestly, she's got a gorgeous signature. She does like that, like, like really big and swoopy, like, uh, with, with like metallic looking, uh, markers and everything. And it just, it's a very good looking, gorgeous signature. So it's, it's, it's cool that like, you know, another year, another event, and we have new artists showing up that, that weren't at the previous one. So yeah, it's, it's, it's cool that they're reaching out to, to want to be a part of this. 
And the big thing with the um, Battle for Puget Sound is really the fact that these are major tournaments that you're having over two days. Like, there's a amazing amounts of prize money that are going down. If you hit the cap, there's up to 7000 bucks for the top prize for the modern event for day one. That, I mean, that is nothing to shake a stick at at this point in time. Like, the fact that you can make some serious cheese by playing uh, Magic is, is always a nice uh, pull for those competitive players. Yeah, yeah, and it you know it's never going to be like you know the the pro tour and stuff like that where they talk in the tens and you know oh, tens yeah. of thousands of dollars and whatnot, which is which is just crazy. But basically, you know the the idea is is that like everything that gets bought in is is getting paid out just minus basically the renting of the venue is is what it comes down to. Like I don't take a, I personally don't take a single dollar for this event. Like nothing goes to me at all. It goes exactly to the the renting of the venue. The paying for the judges, and then that's it. There's nothing else to pay for it. So it's it's everything that gets entered into it, which is actually why we um, we had a lot of requests to up the uh, the entry fee to Legacy because Legacy won't we won't pull as many people. The cap's a little bit lower, yeah. So we upped the uh, registration fee a little bit, and um, you know, and so we're looking at like even bumping the prizes up even uh, even more as 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 well. So and then hopefully. You know, my job is to go out and find sponsors because there's nothing better than having more money as, as you know, sponsor money. So, you know, in case anyone's listening, you know, we want to do that. But, uh, you know, that just goes towards the players. Like, again, I, I don't take a single dollar, and we're talking thousands and thousands of dollars. I think we gave out, like, I think it was the last one. I think it, was, it was right around $25,000 in total prizes wow. is what we gave it. Damn. So, that- and that was... Yeah, that was just everything that was bought in. It was all that. So, And, I mean, you're doing a ton of different tournaments. Like, I just talked about the modern event, but you're doing Legacy, like you mentioned. 9390, super, super old school. Like, literally cards that were only printed in 1993 and 1994 can be used for that. And it's fun because that's one of those ones where you get a real deep subset of Magic Nerds, the MTG Underground peeps who really, really love some of those really old school decks that you're just like, the power level is so it's not I don't want to really say low because it's still extremely powerful, but it's such such a different format from everything else. Yeah, yeah. The power level it's it's really interesting because you the power level is, you know, moxes and, and time walk and, and ancestral recall, which they'll they'll never create those again. Right. But then like the creatures are like Shiv and Dragon <laughs> and, you know, force, force of nature. And and you're like okay so Shivan Dragon he could you know he could still hold that's not a oh my god the game is over because you capped the Shivan Dragon in the new age of magic but back then I mean forget about it like if right? you don't have a way to get rid of that you are dead in two turns real fast or it's something as simple so, as like like okay I'm gonna play a planes black lotus a mox and I'm gonna cast a Sarah Angel and you're like what okay yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely you know birds of paradise and. And it's it just, it's so fun. I mean, and, and the the upside and downside to the old school is it is a little spendy, but you can build inexpensive decks. Like, there are goblin yeah. decks, and there mm-hmm. are elves decks, and there are, you know, there are decks that you can build that doesn't require power, you know, the moxes and stuff like that. Now, of course, having them is always going to be better, but, like, I, there's, there's, I've had several customers, like, look at the old school stuff, and they get excited. I There's a the kid, and he's... I say kid, he's probably like 22. He built an old school deck. You know, he he built goblins and mono red goblins, and now he's slowly turned white goblins so he can have access to more cards. But, you know, 
it's an accessible format, but that has obviously a very high upside to it, but it's very cool. Exactly, and you can check out a lot of stuff that Geek Fortress does by going to geekfortressgames.com. Also, if you just search for Puget Sound Battleground 3 on Facebook, you can find the event, all the listings, because day one is singular players, but day two also goes into, if you've got a team, then this is the one for you. Yeah, the uh, the, the, the trios event is absolutely one of the most fun events. Like, it, it's fun to sling spells with your friends, you know, and play against people, but it's even more fun to actually play with your friends. Like, you have a team. You can yeah. talk to each other. Like, and that is, uh, we, we started doing that just on a whim um, several years ago at my store. It became so popular that we had to, like, I had to start buying more tables and chairs just to fit everybody <laughs> because we were, we were getting our cap uh, without, without even a problem. And that's 25 teams, which is 75 people Whoa. at my store. And then this one is like 64 teams. So you're talking like 190-something people is the cap. But, like, the trios is so fun because just the, uh, the ability to be able to talk to your friends. Like, you, you know, in Magic, you usually can't ask yeah. for outside. With this, you can lean over and be like, hey, what do you think of this hand? Should I keep it? What do you think of this sideboard? What do you think I should do here? My opponent's playing this. Like, you can literally have a conversation with your friend next to you and it's just that it's something to be said about being able to play that and then you know we do the three different formats so you kind of you know you do pioneer and you do modern and you do legacy and and so you have the three formats probably that 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 people enjoy playing the most on paper and then you could you're playing two and it's best two out of three so you could lose but if your teammates win then you still win it's it's it sounds like me when I'm playing Apex Legends because they have trios on that. And it's like, okay, guys, you guys go ahead and win for me while I'll sit back and um, do things. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> get demolished and let your teammates carry every now and then. You know what? It's fun to be carried every now and then. And maybe you just you get that bad matchup, but you let you know you help your teammates out. You're like, wow, I'm going to lose this, guys. Like, this is, you know, because sometimes in Magic you get that matchup where you're just, you're not yeah. going to win. Like, this is a bad matchup. And then, so you're like, okay, well, I'm going to do what I can, but uh, it's up to you guys. So it's really <laughs> just kind of funny how that works sometimes. Exactly. Like, seriously, this is super exciting. And if you're more of a casual person, maybe you just want to go and check out and hang out with the artist or maybe check out some of the awesome vendors, including Zulu's Board Game Cafe. Uh, a lot of fun stuff going on with them. But, I mean, you're also going to be running commander events and booster drafts as well. So if someone wants cards for a couple hours you don't have to go there and stick through the long haul of playing uh, uh in a major tournament yeah yeah that's correct this is the this is actually one of the big things that i'm trying to really really upgrade this year is the side events because the main events are they're they're good to go right like you come in you sit down you play competitive magic and you win money but like <laughs> the side event that's what i really want to focus on this time because that's a big thing at, at grand prix you know big magic tournaments um is a side event and so the big thing that we're doing this year, I've been collecting stuff over the last year and a half um, and just and just tossing it in the back and, and whatnot. And it's really hard, by the way, to uh, not open up stuff. Um, <laughs> right. But we want to do a huge, yeah, we want to do a big prize wall this year. So this, this will be the first time we do this where I'm actually going to print out tickets um, for prizes like you do at a Grand Prix. And we were going to have a full-on prize wall where you can actually spend those tickets. Um, and that includes old school uh, booster uh, booster packs, uh, booster boxes. You know, we got some time spiral left over. We have oh, mystery wow. boosters. 
Yeah, yeah. So, so you'll be able to do booster drafts and actually spend your prize ticket on actual things. We'll have some singles, you know, some cheaper stuff like uh, sleeves and deck boxes as well. It's like, you know, maybe you win, you know, I don't know, 10 bucks worth of tickets or whatever. You just go and buy a new pack of sleeves because you don't, you know, you can't afford something like, you know, an expensive pack. Or you save it for the next day, you know, because it'll last for the entire weekend. You down and, and you just want to do side events. You just want to boost your draft, um, which the event will actually be happening two weeks after uh, Innistrad set drops. So we will have you know, brand new magic uh, two weeks before this event even happens. So, you're, you know, there'll be a lot of opportunity to draft some new stuff. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, and then also the prize tickets, um, another really cool thing that I wanted to do, which is, you know, beneficial to the artists because they're, you know, obviously the, who you really want to make feel, feel good is uh, the prize tickets can also be used with the artists as well. So maybe they got some really cool play mat for, you know, 50 or 60 bucks or, or some really cool artwork or whatever, a signature. Um, you can actually spend the prize ticket at the artist as well as on the wall in case you don't need any of that stuff. So, nice. so that's a big focus for all that. Like, I, I, it's like you were just talking about Innistrad. I didn't even realize that this that they're going back. Like, Wizards have been, have been putting out so many different sets. It's so hard to keep up a lot of the times. I mean, I've just been paying attention to their now, their cross-promotion with D&D, you know, the Dungeons & Dragons uh, Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, and now you're telling me they're going back to Innistrad as well? Holy crap! Yeah, yeah, the D&D thing, is, that was pretty big announcement because they've been... They've, they've been doing the uh, the reverse crossover, so there's a couple, you know, D&D books, right, that are that are magic-based. There's a Ravnica yeah. one, there's a Theros one, um, there's a Strixhaven one actually coming out as well. But, I mean, you know, both being by Wizards of the Coast, it's like, it's kind of one of those things that's like, this is going to be so cool, and then it's like, wait, why didn't we just do this, like, so long ago? Like, what, it took 28 <laughs> years or whatever for you guys to realize that, that, you know, D&D and Magic crossover is huge. So, yeah, this D&D set's going to be a ton of fun. And then, yeah, Innistrad, they're going back, which will be, I mean, like, we're talking, like, uh, the out of a horror film. We're going to have a, a standard with D&D monsters and back to Innistrad, which is all zombies and werewolves and whatnot. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be out of, like, a Wes Craven movie now is, is what Magic <laughs> is going to look like. So, Oh, yeah, and, don't, uh, don't forget the vampires, buddy. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's gonna be so cool. So yeah, right. I know. Yeah, it, it, it's gonna be very cool, and we're gonna have a ton of new, yeah, ton of ton of stuff to do there for sure. The new set coming out, you know, Modern Horizons two just dropped a couple like a week and a half ago, and that set is just absolutely filled, just filled to the brim with good cards. Like it's it's absurd how much they did there. So and they are going absolutely nuts with the uh, the variants. I guess you would say like the etched foils, or even going with the old school foiling. Like I remember when it was Urza's Legacy. I think was the first set that had foils, and I remember seeing the old school deranged hermit. I spent like. Way too much oh, money. Man. Way too much money on just that card because a it was amazing, but b the old school foiling looked so cool. And like even seeing the gold cards in foil, the old school gold borders were so cool. And I some people are like, "Ew, those are ugly." And I'm like, "Screw you, that's my nostalgia, kid." Like I love yeah. those so much. It's got to be exciting for you to be able to see all these different variants that they've put out as well. Yeah, someone someone over at Wizards must have finally like gotten the the uh, red Reddit or I don't know some sort of public <laughs> forum that said old school orders look incredible because guess what they do like they absolutely look amazing absolutely they've been knocking it out of the park when it comes to the old school reprints and stuff like that and then the 
the old school foils and then like not just reprints but like new cards as well like they you know but that there's been there has been so many good reprints and then they just did just and then they did some modern horizons one reprints with the old border so yeah someone clearly got the message that this is this is what players want and uh modern horizons 2 i'm sure sold like everyone else like it, it i i flew through it and it just seemed like every other pack was, oh, my God, look at this. Oh, my God, look at this. You know, they, get, they just, because it's just, it was just loaded with so many good cards. And, and, and it's, it's good to see that, like, you know, after so many years, like, so many magic sets that people could still crack a pack and be like, oh, my God. You're like, oh, look at this, you know, and, and get really excited. So, And that was even just looking at some of the uh, stuff. Uh, it's like, it's, it's just really cool to be like oh look at that they're having some fun with stuff and then i see cards out there and i'm like oh man i haven't looked i haven't opened up and checked out my uh, commander decks in a while i gotta keep on looking at that because i still want to upgrade them and even sometimes bling them out like i want to but even just now they're really they're really leaning in towards a lot of the commander product where yes you can play just like the booster draft or however which way you want to but a lot of cards are really being able to slot well into commander decks which really kind of shows off a person's personality when you're making one of those decks because there are so many cards across the many, many years over two decades of Magic that you want to be able to find that one that speaks to you so much, and they really seem to be catering a lot more towards that now. Yeah, yeah. Commander, I mean, well, Commander over the last like year and a half, uh, you know, when the pandemic and everything happened and there were no tournaments, I mean, people still kind of wanted to like do Magic things, you know, build decks at home, and Commander... I mean, Commander was always very popular, but over the last year and a half, it exploded. Like, it exploded. I cannot believe how many <laughs> Commander players that we have coming down now. And and Magic, they, you know, I don't know, you know, whether they planned it or not to, like, kind of start catering more to Magic. I'm assuming they, they didn't realize the pandemic was going to happen. Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Together. <laughs> yeah, and then, well, they, 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 they came out with that Commander Legends set, which is just absolutely, like, it was, it was such perfect timing. It was, in, you know, uncanny. Because all of a sudden everyone was building commander decks, and boom! Now here's an entire set for the first time ever with commander cards, you know. And 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 yeah, now with new sets coming out, there's just always seems like there's like okay, well, that's clearly a commander card, you know. That's not a standard card, you know. It might see maybe legacy play, maybe or like you know maybe modern, but that is clearly designed to be commander. Because I see all the commander players just drooling at some of these cards coming out, <laughs> you know. And 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 so it's really it's really cool, and so that's why you know. That's why at the at the battleground we're really going to try to focus on like you know you know modern legacy all that stuff yeah we know what's going to happen with those people are going to play but it's the side events it's the drafting it's the sealed it's the commander the things that that people haven't been able to do in so long and and be able to be at this event because it it's going to be I, I'm not a hundred percent sure of this but I'm fairly certain it's going to be the largest event in the Pacific Northwest like this year which is kind of cheating halfway because. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to take it. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Gonna, yeah, Don't sell yourself yeah. short on that one, man. It'd be like, yeah, exactly. It's the biggest one of the year because we haven't had anything yet. But you know what? So right, what? Exactly. <laughs> it's the biggest one of the year. But, but you know, I've, I've, I've seen people message me from, from all over the, you know, in the last one, we had people, because uh, I can see where tickets get purchased. And so we had tickets purchased from other outside of the state. You know, I saw someone as far as Pittsburgh, you know, Vegas. Wow. I saw someone down south. Yeah, Texas, a lot from California, Oregon, and uh, and Arizona for sure. There was a 
purchase there. And I've had people call me there, hey, we're road tripping from Northern California. We want to just kind of make sure that this is really going to happen. I'm like, absolutely. Nice. You know, like, you know, if something happens between now and then, I will definitely let everyone know. But everyone will probably know if, you know, pandemic 2.0 comes around. You'll know just as much as I do. But I don't really see that happen. So we're, we're pretty much ready to rock and roll. But, yeah. Tickets from all over the country were purchased, which is like to me just I cannot believe that. Like I, I actively, I'm just so excited that people wanted to come out and you know see the artists and play all the old school events and and you know in all honesty probably the biggest event that we're going to have this year at least in the Pacific Northwest. So yeah, and it's one of those things where uh, uh, space is limited. You want to be able to get your tickets online, so it's really simple. If you just go to geekfortressgames.com, you can get links to all the social media, but it's super simple. You have it across the way, just Geek Fortress, so if you go to Facebook, to Twitch even, or uh, even stuff like uh, Twitter as well, you can just go search for Geek Fortress and get those tickets and uh, enjoy some wizard poker. Dylan, seriously, man, good luck with that. Thank you so much for spending some time with me and uh, definitely uh, have some fun playing magic yeah yeah thank you again and uh yeah it's really exciting it uh tickets start going on sale on the first on july or uh, yeah july god we're already in july oh my god july 1st absolutely <laughs> yeah so. yep yep tickets are available so everyone can get them now thank you so much bud all right thank you Thank you so much, Dylan. Again, you can just easily search on the old Facebooks for Puget Sound Battleground 3, the events there, but also go to geekfortressgames.com to get all that information. But now it is time for... The Geek Sheet with Vicky B. All right, Vicky, what do you got? <laughs> so there's, there's a lot of things that are named, and I always think, how awesome would it be to have a job where that is... You know, what you do, like nail polish, for example, they always come up with like, you know, gunmetal gray or something fun, right? Oh, yeah. So like, or even people that have to name the Pokemon or just that's their job. They just come up with names or even like fighting techniques. Like when you listen to wrestlers talk about like different moves and stuff. Some of them sound amazing. Yeah. Well, Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow has a signature move. And even if you don't, you're like, oh, what what one is it? When you see it, you're like, nope, that's hers. That is definitely hers. It's basically where she gets up on someone's shoulder Um, But she kind of sits on their shoulders and is able to like either punch them or like either try to choke them or whatever it is she's going to do. But she has an interesting name for her signature fighting move. Uh, What does she call it? Well, in an interview with Cinema Blend, she was uh, revealed that uh, her signature attack, she's like, oh, yeah, the crotch throat grab. You know, the crotch throat grab. I think that's what we lovingly refer to it as. I really, it's a really unattractive name. Yeah, that's basically what it is. You know, it's kind of spinny, sort of, and you've seen it, obviously. <laughs> I fought Winter Soldier with that. I've taken down so many guards. I, I did or I did it or do it on John Favreau in Iron Man 2. Uh, Taskmaster, actually, there's a moment. I don't know if we end up seeing it in the final cut where I take him down with that move. It's got quite an attractive, unattractive name, but it's quite appealing to watch. Yeah, it, uh, I would agree with that. I don't necessarily think that the name, uh, I mean, it gets the point across. You kind of know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but it's not something as amazing as like a power bomb or a right. pile driver when we're talking wrestling moves. But yeah. Or the people's elbow. <laughs> yeah, right. This, the, the people's crotch. Cr- no, 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 no. We're just not no. going the there. The crotch not, throat grab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just. No. But no. I love like when she spins to do it. Like she gets up and she does basically a jujitsu move. Yeah. It's super cool looking. But this makes me more excited. Huh. I love Black Widow. Oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> perfect. Yeah. I know. I'm very excited to see that. It's coming out on Friday. Yes. Friday. If you want to get a review, we got an early review from uh, actually this last Friday pod for part this last Friday's mm-hmm. podcast with Gareth. Uh, he talks about it. And uh, yeah, I am super stoked for this one. I mean, with that, with Loki, which we'll be talking about in the next episode, so many fun things from Marvel. You know, you got to really respect that, you know? Well, until next time, guys, stay dirty.